0: I think what He wants to do is expand our understanding of who He is. And that's the beauty of a testimony. The testimony says God will do it again. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. And the testimonies that we share, you had a part in. Many of you gave uh, towards our trip to go beyond the money that, that the individuals raised. There was a little bit of a deficit because of the plane but you gave so much. It, it came in exceeding, abundantly above. And I want you to understand, we were able to uh, love on a 15-year-old girl. And a quinceañera is a really big deal there. It's almost like a bar mitzvah for a little uh, 13-year-old Jewish boy. It's really big. It's a woman, a girl, from, going from a girl into womanhood. And, and it's a big deal there. And this uh, family didn't have the money to do this for their daughter and daughter. It was really on Stephen's heart as he was praying about the team coming down. So on Saturday night, we uh, had a quinceañera for Ashley who was very committed. Every day she was there, had no idea this was going to happen. Every day she was there helping prepare food for us, a 15-year-old. Every day there helping prepare food. Yeah, and then she would go out with us on the streets and minister. And uh, so you had a part in providing funds that that gave her this, this party to honor her. And it was so beautiful because you give roses, and the way it normally goes is you'll give a rose. A girl will give a rose, and a guy will give a scripture. But we tweaked it a little bit, river style. And the girls, or different people, not just girls, different people, I gave her a rose, different people gave her a rose, and we gave her a prophetic word with the rose. So it was really, really sweet. It was, it was beautiful to see her undone and to see her mom wrecked and her dad wrecked by the love of god that's what it's about it's not about a party it's about loving people where they are and seeing how it impacted her life and then we were part of a wedding it seems like almost every time i go to the dr now somebody wants to get married <laughs> and they want me to be a part of it and um But we had a wedding, and because of your giving, we were able to help provide food for the wedding that they wouldn't have been able to do because they couldn't have afforded it. And you go, really, we gave money to feed people? You gave money to love people like Jesus loves them. That's priceless. That's priceless. Those are some of the testimonies to me that were just as powerful as some that you will hear. And it's not losing sight of the Father's heart and His love. Uh, so if I can get the team that went down to to come up.
1: Well, um, can I tell two?
0: <laughs> sure. Okay.
1: Um, there was one where... Um, there was this one day, and we were out ministering and it was actually before lunch this particular day, and a lot of times we would go in the evenings, but this time we went before, and um, we were going around and, and we had actually we were just didn 't really have an agenda, we were just going and talking to whoever we felt the Lord lead us to, and we had walked by a bunch of houses and not talked to anybody and um, Todd said what we were all thinking. He was like, "We we need to stop and talk to some people. Like that's what we're here for." And so, we stopped and we started ministering to this girl. And um, <clears throat> while we were all praying with her, as we were finishing up, I noticed that the interpreters didn't <clears throat> they didn't have any water. It was really hot. And so, while they were finishing up, I was going to go down to the store, which <laughs> was a couple doors down, and get some water for the interpreters. Well, I get to the store and there's like. 10 people inside, and so I had to actually stand out of the store because it was just so full in there, and so while I'm standing there waiting, there's this guy right outside the door, and he's probably 19 or 20, um, and he's just crouched down messing on his phone, and um, he looked, I don't want to stereotype, but he looked kind of like a troublemaker, kind of a punk, like he had the flat bill hat on and tattoos, and he just, I don't know, he just kind of looked like a troublemaker, so I I didn't say anything to him. I was just standing there, and the line just, like, didn't move. And I, I kept looking at him, and the Lord was just like, is he not worthy to, Come to hear on. the good news? Like, why, why is he not worthy to hear what you've been sharing with everybody else? And Come on. So I called one of the interpreters over. I introduced myself, and the Lord gave me a word for him um, that he had kind of steered off of the path and that he had given up on a lot of dreams that he had, and the stuff that he wanted to do when he was younger, and he's kind of started getting into some trouble. And I asked him if it made any sense, and he was like, yeah, it makes perfect sense. And so then I started sharing the gospel with him, telling him why we were there, and I asked him if he knew Jesus, and he was like, no, I have no idea who that is. And
0: Come on. So
1: so then I took the time, and I, I really shared the gospel, because I didn't want to just have him say, you know, oh, yeah, I'll... I'll accept him, you know, so I I took the time and really shared my heart with him, and uh, he accepted the Lord on the spot right there, Um, (laughs) and uh, (laughs) it was so cool, because Kendall and the group, they were still praying over this other girl, and she had seen a house, and she said, I want to go to that house next, because there's a woman there that has cancer, well, I got done praying with this guy, and he said, hey, can you come with me to my house, my grandma's sick, (laughs) It was the same house <laughs> and so then come on. He led us into the house and introduced us to his family and we were able to pray over his grandma and she um her arm I mean her hands were like stuck in the open position because they were in so much pain, like she couldn't close her hands and she was just limping around because her legs were in so much pain. She had four tumors in her spine. Um And so we sat her down, and we started praying. And at this time, I didn't even know about her hands. Um, But while we were praying, I opened my eyes, and I see her just doing this number with her hands. She's just, like, opening them and closing them. And um, when we got done, she was like, I I couldn't do that before. And she said her leg, she said she felt warmth all in her leg, and um, that it was feeling better. And she said her back was feeling better. And so we were just believing that the tumors were gone. I mean, we couldn't do an X-ray or anything, but... um, and there was a couple other people in the house that were healed after that as well. Um, and so it was just an amazing encounter, all because of the guy, you know, and that I wasn't even going to talk to, <laughs> you know. So um, that was really good. And then um, the, the second testimony, um, there was this particular translator that we had. Um, she was 14 years old, and we all thought she was like 17 or 18 for like the first three or four days like we had no idea she was so young and the first day I needed an interpreter and she was there and so she helped me and I just immediately just like felt connected to her and I just loved the Jesus inside of her and um, I wanted her to be my interpreter I said I want you to be my interpreter this whole time I, I don't want anybody else and she was just, just kind of laughed and I think the reason was is she was so nervous because she had never done anything like that. So she was even having trouble speaking Spanish to these people because she was so nervous. And it just like I don't know. I just loved it. I just loved how she was stepping out and allowing herself to be stretched. And um, so a few days after that, um, we were at a house. It was I don't know if you guys saw the the Facebook post I put about the gentleman that was blind, but we were at that guy's house and. Um, we asked um, the wife if we could pray for her, the wife of the blind man, and uh, she was like, yeah, of course, and so then I looked to the interpreter, and I said, "I I want you to pray for her. I feel like the Lord is saying that I want you to pray for her, not to interpret, but to actually pray, and she was like adamant about not praying. She was like, no, she's like, I'm not ready, I can't do this, like, I'm just, I'm not prepared, I'm not prepared, that's what she kept saying, and so... Um, we encouraged her, and um, against her will, she finally agreed to do it and um, We all gathered around and laid hands on um, the lady and her and She began to pray in spanish, and any <laughs> any stuttering, any fear it was like instantly gone, and she began to pray with more power than i ever <laughs> i 've heard from like anybody on the team and Our whole team, everybody that was there, we instantly just felt the presence of the Lord just fall. And we were all like, whoa. Like, we were, like, blown away almost. And she prayed. And, I mean, you could tell she was praying with authority. And it was just beautiful. And when we got done, she just lost it. You know, she was just weeping. And it was just beautiful because she... She had it inside of her. She just needed that encouragement to step out in it. And when she did, the spirit of the Lord just fell, and it was just, it was beautiful. That was probably yeah. my favorite part of the whole trip.
0: Yeah, that was beautiful. The thing that was so cool, too, is her brother, uh, who was a translator with us last year, Brandon. If you've seen any pictures, if you've seen any pictures of Caitlin on Facebook, Brandon's there. Yes. He's the guy, the dark hair. It's Brandon. Brando is what they call him. Brando. But uh, anyway, uh, he hit, our lead translator, Patricia. She said, "What y'all don't understand is, what y'all don't understand is, Marlin doesn't even speak Spanish to people in in the country. She's very shy." That he she said. So I was really shocked when I saw her as a translator when she said yes that she would be a translator. But from the beginning of the trip to the end of the trip, she was a totally different person, and it was amazing to see to see that. That too was one of my favorite parts of the trip.
2: Go ahead.
3: Okay, um, so my testimony is not about a miracle. It's just there was this little man. Mm. Wes, I mean, Wes and don't know who I'm talking about. He was the cutest little guy ever. Like <laughs> I want to, to take so many people home and obviously I couldn't. But the first day we um, went to his house. It was made of like, what are those things called? Not two by fours, but just like, slats. slats. Just slats. Yeah, like it was wood slats. It was crazy. Um, so we went to his house and him and his wife came to the door. But we pretty much talked to his wife more than him. Um, he was like hiding from us. He did not want to talk. We tried to give him candy and he was like, No, no, no. And we were like, It's a piece of candy. Like take it. Like we want to love you, take it. And he wouldn't. So we were just like, Okay, we'll just go. And the next day we saw him working out on a field, um, I don't know what he was getting his food, I guess, for the week. Yeah. yeah. Um, and we persisted to give him candy again. And he was like, no. And he ran back down really fast and started working again. So I think Wes put a piece of candy like on like, a gate where he would see it whenever he left. Um, and then we walked away. And then Wes put like a handful of candy at his doorstep. So he would he would have to see it, yeah. Yeah. Uh, So um, we were
0: going to bless this fella.
3: And then yeah, and then um, later, like minutes later, I don't know, an hour later, we saw him with like a sucker in his hand, just walking up the road, and I said, "Yes!" Like he took the candy.
1: That was the first time he had sugar. Yeah. So we
3: were like, he's probably going crazy with sugar.
0: And his wife said he won't take anything from anyone. Uh She said he won't receive anything from anyone.
3: Um, So the next day, or the Days later. Two, two days, days. later um, we went back to his house and we had like a bag of beans and like dried bean vegetables and stuff we could just cook with a lot of it so we gave him um, and he did not want to take it like we were like just take this please just take it we want to love you just take it and after a little while he finally took it and he ran away like <laughs> legit ran away to his kitchen and yeah. And he just like, and he started laughing, like full of joy, just yeah. giggling. And I was like, who was he talking to? And, he, and the wife was like, no one. He's talking to himself. <laughs> he was just so full of joy. And all week the Lord kept speaking about this man, like how many times have I tried to give you a promise? Oh. Or how many times have I tried to love on you and you say no? <laughs> but he continues like his persistent love. Yeah. Like, even, like, a week or a week later, he's like, hey, take this promise, or this is for you, or even, like, our marriage for existence." I, I was just like, no, like, it's done. But every time he says, no, this is for you. <laughs> yeah. Like, it just write me, like, even all the week, he just write me. I like, con- consistently, like, I love you. Take this. Take it, please. Because he didn't know our heart at first and then the last day he knew like our intent like he knew we were good we, we just wanted to love on him so the lord has wrecked me with that just how he continues to love me and love me and love me and even if i don't want to receive he <laughs> the next day or the next morning he's like i don't care what i have to do i'm going to love you come on it's so, yeah, so good it's the littlest thing ever but god's so good
4: yeah.
5: so my testimony is actually about a miracle <laughs> but um so we approached this group of guys on this road, and um it was at this specific house it was kind of sitting up on the hill and um I think it was a daughter came up and said that his his da- do- his dad was blind, and um I was like absolutely i mean i'm that's what I want to see I mean I came here to see miracles and um we started praying for him, Allie laid hands on his eyes, but I could kind of feel like kind of feel like it was questionable, like, he's just going to be one of those guys, like, yeah, I'm healed. You can leave now. Like, he wasn't genuine about it. And so we started praying, and um, we eventually ended, stopped praying, and we went to another guy that was in the house. And I turn around, everybody was praying, I turn around, and this guy's standing up, walking up the stairs. And I'm like, I was kind of questionable. I was like, did he really just get healed? (laughs) And, um, like, because, I mean... I kind of struggled with something while I was there. But um, I saw him walking up the stairs, and I'm like, this can't be real. (laughs) Like, this guy did not just get healed from his blindness. I'm like, I'm not believing it. (laughs) And um, I got home that night, and, I mean, he ended up, he, he, I won't say he was completely healed because he still was, like, shaking. But, I mean, this guy had, was completely blind, and is now walking up to then walking up in this house by himself. So good. And starting to pray for other people. And so, I mean, that just, that wrecked me, but. The thing that I want to focus on was that night I started praying about it. And I was like, I just questioned God's authority. God's given us this authority to pray over all these people. And, I mean, we have this power within us. Right. But whenever I wanted to see it, I questioned it. Mm, that's good. And so I just, I think that was my biggest testimony that I got over was, just don't question God's authority. I mean, it's, a, it's within you. I mean, He's given it to you. Just don't question it because you have the power. That's so good. That's good.
6: As I'm standing here, there's so many things going through my mind. Like, there's so much I could share, but I know we have a lot of people that probably (laughs) want to share, too. Um, Mine kind of goes along with with Todd, um, Ashley. She's so beautiful. And I had the honor to be able to um, get her ready for her party. And the only thing she could say was just, thank you, thank you, thank you. And it was just an honor for me to be able to serve her. I told them the last day. Going going there, I thought I knew how to love people. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Another translator. The translator's really measured to me. Sephora, she was so sweet. She taught me how to love in a touchable way. Y'all see me hug, (laughs) y'all. But it's a little. But I told (laughs) them, I'm when I come back, I'm about to murder people because I'm going to just suffocate (laughs) them. It showed me so much Love. The community is so welcoming. I told them, I said, my parents don't know it yet, but our home is open.
0: Yeah, so good.
6: <laughs> I came home and said, the prices are coming. I was like, yay, it's already open. Um, but anyway, just one more little thing. Um, I saw so many miracles, and I was expecting of that, but there was so much more. The love was what really struck me. Um, the kids each day would just, like, come. They were already at the bus waiting on us. I was like, there's a Little rally. There's, you know call him out, and um, one time we were praying, for this woman who had dementia, which by the way, her mo- her daughter, we were like, hey, what can we pray for? And she said, pray for her to be quiet.
7: <laughs> and I was like, telling the
6: translator, like, she was talking so much. yeah, I was like, I told the translator, I was like, no, we can't pray for that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but then she ended up getting healed, you know, I um, think a back problem or something. Anyways. What really struck me was little Riley, um, which I'm sure Lennon has something to say about him. He was laying hands and praying with us, is that the guy? like, and that just shows like we're ministering to the littles. Like they they see us laying hands and loving, and they're gonna bring that to the community, and it's just
8: gonna explode. And there's so much more, but I'm going
6: just pass it over. <laughs>
8: <laughs> um, my testimony is a miracle too, but um, first I want to say. The first time I met some of the people in this church was at only Believe, and my daughter said that she wanted me to be going to this church by april and i said i 'm good i 'm good i 'll just stick where i 'm at now i 'll just come back from a mission trip with the river and it was absolutely amazing <laughs> but anyway, we had went to a house and we met two beautiful people that we led to the lord and from that house, we went to a lady. She took us to, walked us down the street to these different people's houses, and this lady was named Susanna. So we went in her house and we sat with her, and um, we were going to pray with her. And she told us through the translators that I can't see you. Her eyes were gray; they were like gray, and she said, "I can't see you." And uh, so we still laid hands on her, began to pray. But right before that, one of her daughters was sitting in the chair beside her. Her and I said to myself, I need to acknowledge that she's here in the room because we were talking to her mother and not to her. So I turned and looked and asked her what her name is, and she told me what her name is. I can't remember, but and then I turned back around and I looked, she was falling. I asked her what her name was, I acknowledged that she was in the room. And she just it wrecked her, and then I was wrecked again. I thought, okay, let's just keep going. But anyway, we not only prayed for Susanna that one time; she also had a brain tumor. We went back later with the rest, some of the other from the team. Uh, we met up with another group, and we went back and prayed for her. And then we went back again, and then again. And the next time we went back, her and her husband was sitting on the front porch. And I looked at her eyes, and they were no longer gray. They were brown and sparkling. And I said to myself, she can see us. And right after that, she said, I can see you. Oh, my gosh, it was crazy.
0: (laughs) So just between people, so you understand, we, we were in teams. I think there were four teams because it was overwhelming for all of us plus the Sykes family, plus the translators and the Dominican uh, team to walk down the street and go to one house because it was like 30 of us. So we broke up into four or five teams. I think it was four, uh, four Four teams. teams. Yeah. And so that's where, that's why you'll hear different testimonies and you'll say our team because we were in four different teams with uh, Dominican, uh, Dominicans with us and we just went into the neighborhood. So we all went different directions and just followed what the Lord was saying.
9: Um, I guess what really impacted me was just the love that we felt being there, whether just being in the church with, our, with the river there, being in there, or being out in the community because it was just amazing. Like One thing that really stuck out to me was this little boy. I cannot remember his name to save Did anything. Yes, maybe. Yes, it was Henry. Um, He was out there the first night we were there. We had just begun. Stephen just got back and we were in a little circle around a bunch of the kids there and we were having a little dance party. Stephen's dance party. (laughs) So, So me and one of the Dominic, i can't remember who it was we lucy. were just mocking lucy it was lucy we were mocking Stephen and how he dances and everything and that little kid henry found it, it no it was henry found henry. it really funny how i was mocking Stephen and everything so every time we'd go around and we'd come back day after day he'd come up to me and just start doing the dance moves and then i taught him the chicken dance So every time he came up to me, he just starts doing the dance moves and wants me to do the chicken dance and everything. And the smile... Is that Henry? Yes.
0: That's my boy. I almost put him in my suitcase.
9: (laughs) And every time he came up to me, the smile on his face just to dance with him was just... It melted my heart so much because it was literally every time. I'd be in the middle of a conversation. He just comes up to me and starts doing the dance moves. I'm like, (laughs) okay, sure. (laughs) But, yeah, there's just so much to say. But it was amazing, really amazing.
10: Well,
4: I don't know where to start. (laughs) But the same little fellow she was talking about, he blessed me. I think he blessed everybody. uh, When we got there and making blooms, and I don't know, Todd, somebody made him a bloom like a dog. It looked like a dog, and he'd come up to me and punch me like that. And I said, oh, and I jumped back and every time we was in the neighborhood he'd come up and he'd pick at me and i'd pick at him and what blessed me was i don't know what was the last time we was there last time we was in the neighborhood of what but we was laying hands on praying people he was had his hands on praying yeah people, yeah <laughs> that just tore me up it blessed me and tore me up and the same time <laughs> but uh yeah like she said we just went down out of love on people but the love they shared on us, is just unreal. I was called anything from Daddy, Grandpa, Papa, <laughs> Great Grandpa, <laughs> Daddy. I was just called everything. I loved every bit of it. But, uh, and we prayed for people. Like I say, we all in different groups and prayed for people. And they, people would come up to you and want you to go to their house and pray for somebody. Yeah. And I prayed for a couple of people. Well, I prayed for a lot of people. But... Uh, uh, few of them, they said right away they want me to pray for them because it's hurting or something. They said, pain's gone. Come on. No pain at all. <laughs> and, uh, that, that really blessed me because that's the first time I'd ever had something like that happen to me. Cause this is the first mission trip I've ever been on, but I don't think it's going to be my last. <laughs> <laughs> but one of the hardest things was missing my wife. We'd be married 50 years in November, and that's the longest I've ever been away from him. But uh, I was truly blessed through the whole thing.
0: Amen. Yeah. If we hadn't gotten in trouble in customs, there'd probably be 10 Dominicans in the church right now. <laughs> from the little old man <laughs> that Kendall wanted to, to Henry, because I was determined we were going to get Henry in the suitcase oh, yeah. somehow. Oh, yeah. and, Lucy bring, and Abigail. Luce, Dad was going to bring Lucy, Raphael's daughter Lucy and Abigail. He said, they're going home with me. They called him Grandpa. and uh, So it was precious. Um,
11: I think this trip really blessed me because just being able to, to love on the people and not have an agenda, you know, yeah. that was huge. Um, I think it was like the third or fourth night that we were there. Uh, a young boy named Riley, uh, he came up with us and we were walking, and he was just following us, but he stayed back a little bit. So I gave him a piece of candy and got him a little closer.
0: <laughs> I know it
11: sounds kind of bad, no.
1: <laughs> it and doesn't anyway.
11: sound
0: like it. wasn't like it sounds. We, we bribed the kids with candy we, and got them to come close. Well, and the old
11: people, too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Riley came up close, and we were just talking to him. And, and the Lord said, I, I want you just love on him. And so I gave him a hug, and I told him I love him. And with that little voice, he said, "I, I don't know what love is." And he's never been told, "I love you" before. And that that wrecked me. And you know, I taught him the sign language and just showed him. I was like, "I love you," and just put my arms around him and just held on to him and every cent or every day that we were there, whoops, excuse me. What? Every day. Sorry. I'm getting all tore up. <laughs> every day that went from there, I mean it was just constantly, I love you. I love you. Or we he'd be doing something, he'd throw up. I love you. And that so ministered good. to me so much because his heart will never be the same. Yeah. Because he felt the love of the Lord. Yeah. And that's nobody right. there was showing it to him before. So good. And that, that, to me, was the best part of the whole trip. Was just good. being able to love on them. Amen. That's um, so good. Then there was one more that I was going to share. Um, it was a little hectic the last night. We were out ministering. And Debbie came up to me, and she was like, Hey, I want you to pray with us, over this baby girl. Well,
8: first it took us a while to figure out. We couldn't right. could get
11: an interpreter. Yeah, we had to find an interpreter. And I don't think, did we ever find
5: one?
8: We, she, she came up and told us yeah. that she said
11: that her baby was dead. Yeah, and so pretty much we were just praying over this baby. And after we got done praying, I was talking to the little girl, and you didn't really see a change, but and then I went like this beside her head, and she looked.
0: That's so good.
7: And
11: she could hear. That's so good. <laughs>
10: let my wife go first <laughs> because she's already told me not to share certain <laughs> testimonies that she wanted to share. It
7: was just so, one.
10: So I'll let her go so i make sure I don't step on her toes. Hey, that's a
0: smart man. Very smart man.
12: <laughs> so when we were there, I was terrified. I told at a meeting, a couple meetings, I like said, I'm not going. Forget this, not going. And then I get there And when we first walk in I mean everybody's trying to fill each other out And so I felt like we were kind of Segregated Like Americans on one side And Dominicans on another And then we went out into the community And everyone just came together And it was beautiful And like Debbie said Because Debbie was on our team We went to one house And Tim led those two to the Lord Yeah, you and Debbie Uh, led those two to the Lord, and then she was excited. She was like, come on, I got this person, and I got this person. She just wanted us to meet everybody. If they were sick, we were going. (laughs) And so she led us to um, one house, and her name was Eladia. And um, while we was at her house, we all led seven, seven. Seven of them to the Lord. So, Oh, yeah, Tim got their names. Like, we, asked, we was asking her and then Eladia, and as we're talking to her, like, more people just kept coming and coming. And so Tim's talking to them, and we're, like, explaining it to him. and she's like, but that's religion. Like, what's, why? It's religion. So we was explaining it to her. She's like, I want to do it. And then we asked all the rest of them, and they were standoffish, so the more we spoke, the more they was like, yes, I want this. Awesome. So it was seven of them total. And um, I think it was, like, a couple days later, like, we had, when we talked to her, she said she promised she'd come to church. And so there was a few of them that said they'd come. So we was at church, and it was church and then followed by the wedding. And right after, uh, while we were in church, Alodia came in with her grandbaby. And next thing you know, I seen my team start to get up right after church because we was going straight into the wedding and we walked outside and we found out that one of the little boys had committed suicide the night that day or the night before he had took his parents to work and his brother to the river and then he went home and did what he did for love and out of everyone that said they were coming she was the only one that came and I know why she came because Every time we prayed for her, she just said she felt so good. And so That's she good. came just to be with the Lord. She came because she felt loved, and That's she so needed that in that moment. And so we went over there, and we prayed with her, and she was so happy. She gave us her phone number, told us to call her, but it was just <laughs> so good to see that through, Like as soon as she was saved and the little boy committed suicide, she still just wanted more of Jesus. Yeah. just wanted more. And that, to me, was amazing.
0: Yeah, so good.
10: So I'm in the clear. <laughs> I can just let loose. <laughs> I don't have anybody else that was in my group. So good. But first of all, um, this was my first missing trip. And uh, it was such a blessing to to be able to go with this group of people, and especially my wife. Um, I know that God's just going to bless our relationship, and this is going to help us grow in with the Lord. But I was prepared, and uh, when I got there, it was like walking out my front door for me. And a lot of it has to do with what we're doing with... Uh, with Ben and everything that we're doing on Saturday mornings and going out in the community, I just right. felt like I was walking into another community in Alamance County. Uh, the people are different, the scenery's different, the culture's different, but there's still people, and I felt the compassion of the Lord for them like I feel the compassion uh, for the people here around us. So that's a blessing what we're doing here. And I'm so grateful to be a part of that. We met <clears throat> Anna, which is, uh, who was you describing, taking us around to the, the different people's houses. We It was the first house as a group that we went to, and I was drawn to it. It was yellow, and it stood out. It was very beautiful compared to some of the houses around it. And um, we went down there, and we introduced ourselves, and we just sat there with, with Anna and her brother Augustine, for probably a half an hour, and we were just just fellowshipping with them. and um, she shared a story about her as a child going to a Catholic camp, and she felt like the Lord had called her and had a call in her life and uh, I just at that moment I said. <clears throat> well, we just need to introduce her to Jesus, you know, not, not a Christian camp as a child. And uh, she was eager. She accepted Christ. And then Debbie led Augustine to Christ. And we, she wanted us to go around. We blessed her house. You know, we're not priests, but whatever. <laughs> we went around and we were blessing her house. And uh, we were just professing that, you know, that her house was going to be like the house on the hill and that God was going to dwell in there with her. And then after that, she was on fire. Yeah. and She started taking us. She wanted us to go to Susanna's, which is uh, what Debbie was describing. She had brain tumor, and it was going into her body. And she'd been doing, t- yeah, it was it was um, going through her body. And she had been taking chemo. And we went there. We met Jorge, her husband. And uh, she wasn't there because she was at chemo treatment. And. Um, Anyways, he wanted us to come back. He was adamant. But then we went and met Eladia and her family, and we led all of them to Jesus, <laughs> seven of them. And I, if you want to know their names, I can share them with you. <laughs> so <clears throat> the, awesome. one of the biggest things, and you heard their testimonies uh, that affected just the compassion um, of, of the Father on my heart, we went to the monument in Santiago. And it's beautiful. It's, uh, it's made of like granite. And it's up at the top. It's like the highest point. And when we got there, <clears throat> I just felt like I didn't want to stop. You know, I was excited about talking to people and, and telling them about Jesus and praying with people. So we were on the steps. And there was these three or four kids, two, yeah, two girls and two boys and uh, a lady uh, that they mm. were with that I assumed was their mother, but she ended up not being the mother of all of them. And uh, so I prayed with them, with uh, Patricia, which is, she's awesome. She's, she's a translator. Like translators. Very good translator. And she told me, she would go with me wherever I want to go. She said, I love your boldness. And like I said, the boldness came from experience good. That, that, we, that we have been doing here. And uh, so I was, I was on fire, and I, I prayed with them, and then I went down the hill, and I prayed for another guy who was like a bodybuilder dude, and I was surprised because you don't see a lot of them there. And then yeah, Tim
0: walks up. Man, I just want to thank God for your physique yeah, that you I, care about. You said he'll use anything for yeah, an open door. And, and Wes said, did he just say, I thank God that you got big muscles? I said, yeah, something like that. Amen. <laughs>
7: Yeah, that's yeah. what. It was.
10: So it was kind of it's kind of breaking the ice, and, and he allowed me to pray with him, which is a blessing. And <laughs> we, I went down there and I met two two students who and a and a lady, I guess she she's, she boards them and we prayed with them. Yeah, get to the little boy. So, anyways, <laughs> I come back up, and those kids that we prayed with in the beginning. Uh, they came up, and they're like, oh, you're just like him. And they pointed over to Wes, and I guess because we got a beard, and we're so handsome. <laughs> awesome. True so True story. <laughs> so they're like, you're just like him. I say, yeah, man, whatever. So I called Wes back over there, and we started with the, probably the smallest kid, and we started swinging them by their legs and their arms, and we're on the steps of this mine, And we're like, uno. Dos, tres. <laughs> you know, we got through the kids, and there was an older boy who, I'm just imagining he was uh, maybe 12. Yeah. And um, they said, we were trying to get him to come and let's do it. And he wouldn't do it. And the woman told Patricia, hey, he can't do it. He's got a heart problem. And then the compassion of the father <laughs> fell on me. Yeah. And I was like, come on, Wes, let's pray, man. And, you know, Wes was on board. So we're praying with him. And then he just fell into me. Yeah. And I probably sat there for two or three minutes just holding him as he was weeping. I was weeping. Todd was weeping. I think anybody who was in that moment, you know, had tears come into their eyes. And that just blessed me and just the compassion, the same thing that we were talking about this morning, just having the compassion of the Father and I think it took hold of everybody that was on the trip, and there's every testimony is connected with the compassion of the Father. Yes. yes. Amen. So I'm super blessed, and uh, everybody who contributed, we thank you so much. It was a blessing for me and my wife and all of us, I know, Amen. and the people that we were able to minister to. So thank you so much. Amen.
4: Shelly. I
7: don't know. I guess the kids were, I mean, you could just walk walk down the street and there would be five kids. But the kids were always amazing. Uh, One of them that sort of really was probably the third or fourth day when we were in groups and we walked went down the street and up a hill and we met Omar. he's about this about this tall, and he's just so precious <laughs> but uh we went we, we went in and his house and landed. And it was there praying for him, and he had a club foot, and we were playing for his legs, his arm. But, he, you know, he didn't want to sit there and let us pray for him. He wanted to go play. I mean, that's all he wanted to do was go play. And when I seen him the next day, um, I just looked down and seen his foot, and it was like he was walking like this. And the next day I noticed
0: his foot was like this. That's
7: awesome. Amen. I mean, I just looked down and his foot, and he's like
0: standing on his foot. You know, I didn't,
13: that, thing, that, that really stood out to me. That's awesome, too. Amen. Amen. <laughs> I'm seeing you going to mine. In my mind, there's so many. When I go to the DRs, like I'm going home, I'm at home, their place. And I had the honor of being with Clinton Slade and Mel and Stephen. And if you ever minister with Steven, it's a trip. Oh, <laughs> but it's so fun. oh gosh, it's awesome. It's fun. Uh, Steven's a typer walking up this, once again, that very steep hill. Oh. It's nice and shady. It's really hot. And Steven sits down. There's a bunch of guys on the motorcycles. And he's like, I'm going to borrow some of your shade. And we just start, next thing you know, we're praying over them, and the lady's peeking over the fence, and she's like, I want you guys to pray for me, too. And it was That's just awesome. like, I mean, these guys are like "These crazy Americans, but it's like, then it turned out, you know, it was just beautiful. And the one that got my heart just, I was ready to kill. <laughs> I was ready to choke him. <laughs> we all were. Yeah. yeah. And God's like, I want you to see him the way I see him. Yeah. So I left that night. I made eye contact with him, and I smiled, and then I walked away because I'm like, I'm going to break his neck. <laughs> <laughs> but we get down, and then we're in worship the next morning before we go out. And I got the paint. And God says, you're going to take that to him. And it was a picture of the ocean. He says, because I'm calling him out. I'm calling him out to walk on the water because there's so much in him.
0: It's good.
13: So that was the first day we split into teams. And uh, I told Mel and Steve and Clinton, so I said, okay, this is paintings this is, going to the sky on the motorcycle. And, yeah, which there's, everybody's on a motorcycle, but anyway. <laughs> I said, I know, I, I know who he is. I made eye contact. I'll find him. I know who he is. Well, then we get there. <laughs> And we go the opposite direction, so I'm like, okay, maybe I didn't hear the Lord right. So we go and when we minister, and we come back because it's getting late, and the bus is waiting at the park. And under the tree, and there he stands. So I said, "Mel, Steve, there he is." And uh, Steve's like, "Let's go get him." So I go over. And I start to talk to him, and I'm like, okay, I know what transpired. And I'm telling you, as in flesh, I was ready to wring your neck. I said, but the thing is, the Lord spoke to me and said, I want you to see him the way I see him. And he kind of looked real funny, like he's getting ready to leave. But then he's like, But I want, God told me to tell you that he wanted me to see you the way he sees you. And he stopped. And I shared the painting. And I told him how much he was loved. good. And that there was a call in his life, but he would have to choose that call. Yeah. That it wasn't about saying a prayer to make the missionary happy, but I was praying for a true mighty encounter for him. So
0: good. Yeah.
13: And then Caitlin comes up during the day talking about leaving the 99 for the 1. It's like, yeah. That's He's going to get Raphael. His name is Raphael. Okay, everybody's name Raphael. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Raphael, Jose. Yeah, this, yeah, but his name was Raphael. And then next thing you know, every time we'd go out, I'd see him. And then last night, he was with a guy. We called him Bronx. And Bronx was ready to just cause trouble if he could. But Raphael was, like, trying to keep it calm. And then he hugs me, and he says, I wish you could stay. Mm. I said, I'll <laughs> be praying for you with a mother's heart. That's awesome. Because you can make better choices, and I know you can make better choices. So I am believing and praying. Just like you said, we don't have to be there with Him. Amen. But God's going to touch Him. Amen. Amen.
0: Because so... there is
13: such a call in His life. But it was just amazing how I see Him the way I see Him. So good. I created Him just like I created yeah. you. I see Him the way I see Him. It's so good. Alone with
0: my heart. Amen. Amen. Yeah, my heart's. Yeah. Amen. I will give this testimony for Slade. We're there, and I don't think it was the first day we did worship, and they're there, Mel singing, and the uh, Cajon, the little box drum, was up there. And next thing I know, Slade's walking up, sits down on the box drum, looks around, boom. Boom. Starts keeping a beat. I'm like, Boldness. I looked at Clint. Clint said, got his phone out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm like, that's Slade. He just, like, nobody's been
14: like, this is my job. And just started. I had an awesome time with, uh, with my son. He did awesome. He was uh, a trooper the whole time. And he, yeah. he definitely was touched. And uh, it was exciting. Come on, Clint. Woo! Yeah. <laughs> So, um, the trip for me, um, some of the things the other guys have said, dwelling, love, compassion, um, stretching, family. Yeah. yeah. It was a lot. Um, it was really, I was part of Stephen and Mill's group and Joyce and uh, that interpreter, Abigail. Uh, well, we went to the same community which was for me was like awesome because you go minister and then the next day you go minister and the next day you go minister and you see the same people yes. and they would recognize so you so good and uh I don't know it was just it was just spirit led that decision because they would come up to you and recognize you they'd talk to you and they would introduce you to their family um just really touched me yeah um, the love in the community. It was just amazing. Uh, people would... Uh, yeah, I was laughing back here. Uh, they would uh, they would just invite you into their home. You'd go up and talk to them. Yes, and that's right. you just... You had like a group of four or five come up and talk to them, and they'd be like, oh, come and sit. I mean, one lady like made us coffee, and then she like gave me a cigar. And I was like... <laughs> yeah, that's... It was just... And, and that was uncommon. I mean, lots of houses you go to, people's doors were just open. They weren't scared. I mean, they right. just, they wanted you to come. They wanted to sit. They wanted yeah. to talk. They wanted to. They was curious. Married they wa-
12: their door and turn the other way. Yeah. Open their door and they're like, "Yes, come on. on." Yeah, <laughs> it was it was just
14: amazing. Um, I really got to see what dwelling looks like because um, with Stephen, you know, <clears throat> he just brings something with him. Uh, <laughs> It's it's good it's good because he, yeah. he he can connect like and, and I was able to see that.
0: Um, He'd make a friend he would
14: anywhere. just go and it wouldn't be all about the prayer. You know, we'd go and we'd sit. This is some guy on a stump. He's smoking a cigar in the shade, and he would just go up to him. And he just sat there with him and just looked at him. And then he would just start being like, "Man, you got this figured out. You in the shade. You smoking a cigar. You living the dream." You know? And then he was talking to him, and you know. On his level, and that kind of like relaxed the moment. Yeah. And he was able to just talk to him. And sometimes he wouldn't talk to him to say a prayer or to, to talk to the relationship with Jesus. But then, like, we saw the guy's name was Franklin, and we saw him again, like, the next day. And, you know, each time people get to know you, you're a little bit less yeah. intimidating, you know? And so it really just touched me. And if you walk up
7: on the porch and there's only two chairs,
14: they'll go in half and going to yeah, the get Yeah,
7: they'll yeah. get all the chairs. They'll
14: all the chairs out. <laughs> they go. Exactly. They go out of their way to make you feel comfortable. Yes. Yeah. Um, so it really got me thinking that the whole trip, um, it stretched me because the few times Steve would step back and let me enjoy his kind of, it was very uncomfortable for me. <laughs> um, but it got better. The more, it's, it's like anything else, the more you do it, yeah. the more you push yourself, That's right. stretch yourself, you will get better. It's just the way it is. And you got the Lord there with you. He's helping you. Right, and just sensitive and just listen and just kind of don't put it all on yourself and just like let him kind of take control. So,
0: then, so uh, good,
14: it was good. Um, so what I brought back is I like, I kept thinking about like, so what can we do here? You know, what can, so I was right. thinking about Meb and I started, so it's got my wheels turning, you know, like not start big, but like start small, you know, get to right. know a few people in the community a little bit better, you know, neighbors, yeah. just slowly, step by step, and That's uh, so good because people don't do it. I mean, that is a friendly place, but people don't dwell like they dwell there. Yeah. yeah. And then it just be because they don't know how. That's right. That's you know? Right. So if you just slowly start to do it, I mean, I think people want it deep down. Yeah. yeah. And it's when you have that platform, not that it has to be a platform, but when you have that connection with people, that's when they, they get to know you better. Yes. That's and that's right. when they see God through you. And then, then that gives you the open door yeah. to speak yeah. into the lives. And that's what I took from it. Amen. It was really good.
2: Amen. Mm. I remember when we were walking down the street, and I saw um, the name Ariel on the um, road, Mm
7: -hmm.
2: and then about five or four minutes later, um, there was this little shop that said, um, at the very end, it said the name Ariel. So um, I felt like we had to go in there. And... I told Joyce and then we went in there and then the owner of the store, um, he, um, he prayed for him, but then he wanted us to go to his wife, which was like beside the store. And so we went and she had back and leg, she had her back and leg would hurt. Um, so we prayed for her and she said she felt better.
14: Amen. Amen. Yes, she fed Steven. Um, one last thing I want to say, the Dominican family was awesome. Yeah. They took really good care for 10 Ten days, they, like, really took us under the wing, and they were with us the whole time they us, yeah. and they were just, just love. That's 100%. so good. One last thing, I want to give a shout-out to Todd and Steven and Mel and Raphael. There was a lot that happened behind the scenes, and what we saw this year was the culmination of all the other years before. Like, it's really just building. Yeah. On top of the foundation. And uh, yeah. it was just really, it was really good. So I, I knew that you guys were doing a lot behind the scenes, because y'all would go off and talk, and... And just take care. Of it. it made it seamless for us, and I just appreciate Thank not you. just this year, but all the previous years you guys invested and Thank the previous you. teams, yeah. because you see fruit from this Amen. every year. More fruit comes from it. Amen.
0: <laughs> Amen. Thank you, Clint. Thank you, guys. We're gonna get ready for communion. Thank you. you. Can be seated. The thing that the Lord just kept speaking to my heart is investment. And then Clint said that there was a lot. There's a lot over the years that's been invested for every team that's gone down. <clears throat> and there was a lot that this team invested. And it's funny that the Lord spoke that to, to Clint about his neighbors because the Lord was speaking the same thing to me uh, this week as I've been back about investing in those around me. Uh, not just, hey, I want to raise up leaders in the church, but investing in your community, making a difference in the people's lives around you. And dwelling, doing life with them, and um, so that was really, really encouraging. It was awesome to see our team just uh, step up and and do whatever was asked of them, and to see uh, there were a lot of firsts that people, you know, first trips to the DR, first time they had prayed for people, first time they had uh, <clears throat> stepped out and, and been stretched. So it was really exciting. To see God meet us right there, and it's not a coincidence that Ben said what he did this morning. That that's who God. That's our DNA. It's not our mission trip. It's our DNA. Not that we, as a church, go out the door today and we all go to one neighborhood. But that we, as a church, as a body of Christ, wherever we are, we're ministers, and we're sensitive to what He's saying, so that we can do what He's telling us to do, and we can touch lives. Everywhere We're going to be more concentrated in it and more focused in it as a ministry, but just as individuals, the DNA that God has birthed in this place is that we're to be those that reach out, not always trying to, to, to reach in. And uh, I was praying about that this morning as well. Just, God, all right, what does that look like effectively? So, wasn't that awesome? Yeah. <clears throat>